Welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to this special edition of the PR Moment podcast, where we look at the PR pitches and mergers and acquisitions market for April 2023. Um, this is uh, our, our monthly review with um, of um, PR pitches and mergers, mergers and acquisitions in the UK PR scene um, with Andrew Block. For those of you that don't know, Andrew is a co-founder and non-executive director at Frank PR and is now lead consultant, PR, social content and influencer at the new business consultancy firm AAR. He's also a partner at PCB Partners, where he advises on the buying and selling of marketing services, services agencies. Thanks so much to our PR Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. And don't miss our trio of webinars, um, which are happening in May. Take a look at the homepage for details on all of these. We've got LinkedIn as a marketing channel, always a popular one. Um, the implications of generative AI for public relations, um, a theme that I've seen a lot of chat about, but we've got some cracking guests on that one to try and bring a bit of order to the debate. Um, and we've also got the March of PR, which is where we're going to be talking about the increasing dominance of earned media ideas in integrated marketing andrew welcome to the show hello ben go on get, let's make it fast paced this this month give us your rundown of um pitches that you've seen in the market in april okay so it's been a busy month for pitches even with easter and lots of bank holidays getting in the way um so i'll start off with kingdom collective which is part of the splendid group they won relentless um the energy drink, helping them to sort of cement their position within youth culture. Um, if you don't know them, Kingdom Collector of a, or a cultural comms agency, very good at what they do, but lots of work in that sort of Gen Z right. space. And what would you say that they're owned by um, Splendid, are they? Is that right? That's right, yeah. Splendid acquired them a couple of years ago. Right, okay. Um, um, so and that, what else we got? So what else have we got? We've got Mind and Matter, who won Superdrug. I say they won it. They... It's a continuation of a contract, two-year con continuation, um, focus on beauty, as you would expect, consumer corporate. One of the trends that I'm seeing at the moment is lots of clients continuing contracts, moving from projects to retainers, moving from sort of one specialist area into other areas. So I think, I don't know whether that's caution, simplicity, cost, maybe a bit of all of those. Well, try um, before you buy, eh? I mean, why wouldn't you, I suppose? It's a fairly logical sense. idea, isn't it? Yeah, it makes total sense. I've run quite a few pitches in the last year where the, instead of appointing an agency straight away, they've given a couple of agencies projects, seen which one they like, and then moved into a retained. It's quite a sensible way of right. doing it. And, and um, just to, just remind listeners out there, Mind and Matter, that's the that's ex-Pegasus, isn't it? Is that's that's right. People yeah, might be familiar Pegasus, with that. They rebranded three years ago, I think, roughly. Yep. Um, big health and beauty agency, very good right. at what they do. And another win for Hope and Glory, is that right? Another win for Hope and Glory. Um, they've won Power League, um, the football pitches. Um, it's a PR and influencer campaign. And again, they previously were working with them on a, pro on, on a project basis, and that's now moved into a retained space. Right. Um, Richmond Towers of Yeah, won. I mean, this was an interesting one. I th this sounds like a great win for, for Richmond Towers to me. It's a great win. Yeah, they've won Carlsberg Marston. Um, 
specific beers within their portfolio. Um, Hobgoblin, Young's, Shipyard, Wainwright. Um, again, they're, they're all the ones I like, Andrew. So that's I should I should give them a call. Give them a call. Maybe yep. there's a crate of beer in it for you and me if we say <laughs> nice things. Um, but they they've worked with Carlsberg for about five years. They're already looking after Brooklyn Brewery, Erdinger, two more of your favourites. Um, a job sort of building brand awareness really in the consumer space. So they were. Previously, those beers were all with separate agencies, so it's a bit of a consolidation. Going with Richmond Towers, who they know and trust. Richmond Towers obviously have a great reputation, well, not obviously, but Richmond Towers have a great reputation in the food and drink space. Um, so it seems like a sensible appointment. I'm sure they do a great job. Uh, um, and another win for Frank. Another win for Frank. Quite quietly um, on a bit of a roll, Frank, aren't they? They seem to be um, winning a few. Frank are on a great role there's i mean the, the volume of incoming business is immense um which i think it is for for lots of agencies yep. at the moment so it's an challenge. oddly it's an oddly busy and good time isn't it for a lot of these consumer pr firms they are they're doing very well it's it's a really busy time and i think the challenge for these agencies like frank is to figure out which are the right businesses to pitch for and where they want to focus their energy and that's always the hard thing when you've got a busy pitch market is you don't want to neglect your current clients. You want to go after the right things. But they've just won Revel and Crock-Pot, um, staple household products like sandwich toasters, blenders, slow cookers, that kind of thing. So nice win for them. Real, you know, heritage brands. I, I, I look forward to seeing what Frank do PR-wise with slow cookers. Watch this space. Um, full fat, um, one putt shack. So right. That's a sort of golfing destination, currently four locations, but they Putshap just got an investment of about 150 million in growth capital. So they're going to be working to expand them, not just in the UK, but in the US as well. So that's quite an exciting one. Um Speed have won Haven Holidays. Um okay. Haven Holidays previously didn't have an incumbent agency, but they're they are actually the UK's leading holiday destination with I'm sure yeah. sites. Um, and speed another agency who are quietly, you know, they had a a, a tough few years a, a, a number of years back, but they seem to be um winning some business fairly regularly these days. They're on a really good role, yeah, doing some solid work. And I think, you know, that's what clients are looking for, reliable stability, agencies they can trust. Um, but it's a really nice win for them. Yeah. Um Visible um have won Flying Tiger, one of my favorite stores, actually. Um, and I think that's a great win for them. Actually, Flying Tiger previously looked after their PR in-house. So this will cover everything from product placement through to store openings, influencer, trade, corporate. Um, they, I mean, it's big, Flying Tiger, 858 stores, 27 countries, online in 22 of those. So really big win for them. But Visible are an excellent agency, particularly in this space, do really, really solid work um, in the retail space. Right. Um, and Ketchum, a big win for them. Massive win for Ketchum. Iceland. Um the supermarket, not the country, I should point out. Um, across consumer, corporate purpose, sustainability. Um, and again, it's sort of following this trend. Ketchum won the corporate business last year in the summer. Now they've taken on the whole lot, joining the dots between corporate, consumer purpose, which makes total sense. Lots of clients are looking at this space and realising, do, 
or, or considering the fact that they want separate agencies to handle the, the different aspects of their business. Um, so I think this is a trend that will continue, this blend of corporate consumer bringing the purpose and ESG through everything. Um, so great Re protection. Reminds me of a conference presentation I, I watched uh, once. I would definitely not name who it was, but um, the, the, the keynote was all about um, how Iceland were doing some great purposeful PR and communications work. Um, and unfortunately, the presenter got the country and the supermarket brand the wrong way around. So the pre presentation didn't make a great deal of sense to anybody in the room. Um, but beyond that, a fantastic win for Ready 10. Yeah, really great. Well, an iconic brand, Brewdog. Um, love them or hate them. They make headlines. Um, they make good beer. They do make good beer. Um, they've had, you know, the founder is a controversial character and yep. had a pretty rough time, actually. Um, the last year or so. Um, but I think Ready10 is a great, great choice of agency for them. They do bold work. They've already launched, um, I don't know if you saw it a couple of weeks ago, a search for the next billion dollar company, which is like an investment Dragon's Denny type initiative. And was that um, was that Ready10 work, was it? I didn't yes. know that. Okay. Yes. I'm not entirely clear whether it was their initiative or they're promoting the initiative, but it, you know, it was all over Sky. Yeah, it was everywhere. That well, David David worked on the Apprentice back in the day, didn't he? So he would he would understand that space. So he did. Um, he worked yeah. alongside me. Yeah, yeah. And I still miss him every day. Not uh, every day, but sometimes I do think I wish I had David to deal with this. Um, I shall ask him whether the feelings mutual, Andrew. Probably um, not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh, pitch man. making some waves outside of sport, which is quite interesting. Yeah, move. great win for pitch. Um, Auto trader. Um, Again, they well, I don't, they weren't working with them on a project. They were working with them on a trial, and then this trial's now extended to become a retained account, consumer influence, uh, press office. So, pitch, um, yeah, you previously, well, you still would associate them with sport. They're absolutely at the top of their game in sport. But over recent years, they've been building their consumer offering, and I guess taking the learnings of sport and how sports brands build obsessive fans and translating that into the consumer market. And some of the work they're doing is absolutely incredible. I actually, um, I've seen a preview of what they're doing for Auto Trader. Um, and it's a brilliant campaign. It just really made me smile. I'm looking forward to seeing it. You, you like um, it. Um, so and a nice win for Juro. Yeah, finally, we're going to end on a Juro. They've just won Tetley and T-Pigs. Um, Really, really big account for them. Iconic brands, content. Yeah. Sounds like a good so. match that as well, doesn't it? I would that, that would that would seem to make sense for what I know about Adura's work. Yeah, there was a really nice quote that the client said when in in the announcement release, which was, you know, out of all the agencies that they'd seen, there was such clear evidence of PR affecting sales from the work that Adura is doing. And it, I mean, look. It goes without saying that there should always be commercial objectives with, with any PR campaign. But I think the ability to link the work that an agency is doing to the bottom line of a client is paramount. And Absolutely. I, just, I, I just thought it was quite interesting that the client... And it can be done for, for many people. It's really difficult. Well, no, it's, it, the digital means that it can be done. No, of course it can be done. And in today's yeah. age of measurability, it's easier than ever in any agency that doesn't put solid KPIs and demonstrate how they're going to impact the bottom line doesn't deserve to be in business, really. No. Um, M&A, um, we've had a busy old pitch uh, one there. So, God, there's some interesting stuff, mainly trade uh, deals in M&A. 
Yeah, it has been predominantly trade this month. That's not to say there's not sort of private equity and VC deals going on. They are, but the big ones this month seem to be trade. So Edelman acquired Landmark Public Affairs, who are based out of Brussels. It's really a move to bolster their advisory services on a global scale. So Landmark were doing about six million in fees. They're, they're quite specialist in the particularly in food and drink policy. So they've become part of Edelman Global Advisory, which is the boutique yeah. arm that provides government affairs, business advisory services. I mean, over the um, years, there's been a steady flow, isn't there, of bigger public affairs firms buying specialist shops in Brussels. And I see no reason why that trend won't continue, possibly forever. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I mean, it's, you know, that it's all about having strength in in different markets across the board. And, you know, Edelman, they're obviously a whopper in terms of an agency, but in terms of public affairs specifically, you know, they're billing 50 million-ish in public, effect, in public yeah. affairs. You know, it's significant. Yeah, so um, it's plenty, isn't it? And a good, an interesting one for Weber as well, because that's another specialist, but totally different, but another specialist acquisition. Yeah, totally different. Um, so Weber have acquired Diverse Interactive, which is a, a very small firm. It's only, I think, 12 full-time employees, but they specialise in AR and VR, and they're going to join Flipside, who Weber acquired, oh God knows, four years ago, five years ago. A bit more than that, I think. But I mean, that's the flip side is an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's bound to draw comparisons to the flip side deal, which pretty much, well, I mean, that was one of the most successful ac- acquisitions I think I can remember in PR. Um, it, for, it's just, it's worked really well, hasn't it? Where an agency has acquired another agency. Yeah, it was a great acquisition. I think Weber are very ahead of the curve. You know, they've got this. They seem to have, they seem to have a track record of success, don't they, on acquisition? Yeah, yeah. That, and I think, you know, this is clients want digital solutions in VR, you know, in the metaverse, in immersive learning, in AR. So, you know, Weber Shamwick, they seem to be one of the agencies that can get their head around, I guess, product based specialists versus traditional service right. agencies. So, yeah, I think they're going to have great success with these. And I think we will see a lot more of these types of deals from other trade organisations because it's what clients are demanding. And obviously, agencies don't necessarily want to outsource. They want to have those capabilities in-house. And WP bought Goat, which listeners have probably seen, but just give us a quick quick overview of that one. Yeah, so, I mean, this is Goat are, you know, one of the, world's leading influencer agencies they're going to become part of um group m nexus which is wp's pp's media investment operation um they will be merged into the the inca influencer marketing operation which is about 150 people so it'll take them to sort of 300 odd people across the globe i think it's a real compliment to the work that Inca's already doing because of their strength in performance marketing and paid media, Inca's going to give them the global reach. Um, so this is all about sort of data-driven influencer solutions. Um, it's a fantastic deal for GOAT. They had, Inflection had a minority stake in them, which they bought into a couple of years ago. They're selling that on WPP as part of the deal. Um, it's interesting, you know, they're going into the media arm 
of WPP and what we're seeing in influencer is a real battle to who owns this space, whether it's specialist influencer agencies, the media agencies, the ad agencies, the PR agencies, you know, they can all do it. No, no one's going to own it, Andrew. (laughs) No, they're all just going to fight. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, but GOAT is one of the biggest agencies out there in terms of scale. Right. WPP are really on a massive acquisition run. They've stepped yeah, they up are. recently. Uh, so lots going on with them at the moment. And APCO, because they, they, they've been quite acquisition-wise for a little while. I think I don't claim to have absolute knowledge of APCO's um, activity, but that's a, it's a, uh, good to see them on the, on the um, acquisition trail again. Yeah, so they just bought a financial comms agency called Camarco, um, who I have to admit I hadn't heard of before the announcement of this deal, but it's it's pretty significant. It's a twenty million pound deal. Um, it's actually Apco's second acquisition this month. They bought um, a management consultancy firm called Gagan McDonald um, earlier in the month. Um, Camarco is sort of forty-ish staff. They're financial comms, investor relations, corporate, as well as um, work in ESG and crisis. So, yeah, again, makes sense, similar, doesn't it? Yeah, it's going to give Camarco global reach and deeper expertise in the sort of corporate advisory space. It's going to strengthen APCO's capability, which is already extremely strong in investor relations, financial comms. So, you know, APCO is is sizable. They're, they're headquartered out of America, oh, over yeah. 1,000 employees, 30 yeah. markets. They're, they're doing very well at the moment. They've posted a 21% increase in revenue last year. So they're significant. They're now... Oh, they're, they're a big firm. No doubt about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And KKR bought FSG Global, which is... Uh, I know it's a deal we, we you and I have been... We haven't quite got our heads around it, have we? But we should mention it just because it was a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about it, Ben. Yeah, it's an interesting one. The private equity group KKR um, has bought a, a significant stake in the financial PR specialist FGS Global um, in a deal that apparently values the firm um, at around 1.4 billion US dollars. Um, I'm led to believe that the that WPP will retain a, a majority stake in the, the new business, um, but obviously it's a, a significant investment coming in from KKR. Um, we don't know too much about the deal, so it's a difficult one for us to speculate on, um, but those in essence are the nuts and bolts of it. There's another one from SWNS, um, which is surprisingly a name I always struggle to quite pronounce correctly, but um, um, an interesting move from them. Non- non- yeah, yeah, I mean, this is the last one we're going to talk about. It, it's a sensible move, I think. So SWNS is the media group. They also own 72 Point, which a lot of agencies will be familiar with. They've just bought Pinpep. Um, Pinpep are an amazing outfit that I've worked with as a supplier for, well, I don't know how long they've been going, but since they've been going, provide photography and video services, a bit similar to PA, Um SWNS already has the Newswire. It stands for Southwest News Services, by the way, um, I think. I it does, yeah. Um, so I think what this is is doing is really helping to build out the range of creative services that they can add to, to their news distribution. And it just shows the importance and the power of photo and video and content. Um, and... I mean, I find it slightly depressing, the purest in me, that more and more agencies are using distribution services for photography, for video, for news, 
Um, I guess it's the reality of working with specialists and guaranteeing output to a client. But I've always been a fan of ensuring that the staff within an agency has these skills themselves and maybe using this to sort of bolster it or to complement yeah it was always an insurance um, policy in in the past wasn't it really if you know you do you do your your, your main media yourself and 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 use a, a service like this to, to to get some get some breadth yeah but i think you know what 72 point have done super successfully is really increase the output of the quality that they're able to generate and and having an outfit like Pimpep alongside just makes total sense. And yeah, well, they've, they've got a channel, and they're just uh, and they're just adding um, adding different elements to it, I suppose. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. It, it makes total sense. It's a, a really, I mean, this you know, Pimpep, the work they do is brilliant. Right. Um, and you know, seventy-two point SWNS Media Group continue to grow. They're they're now sort of ten million plus revenue agency which is phenomenal so Brilliant. andrew thank you so much for your april review of merger and acquisitions and pitches in the uk pr scene i shall see you in may shall indeed thank you ben. thanks for listening to the pr moment podcast produced in association with the marketeers network if you'd enjoyed the show please do review us on itunes and give us a decent rating